The New York Giants inside linebacker group looks like it's finally going to be different and better this year. How so? We're going to talk about it next on the latest Locked On Giants. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. I'm Patricia Trena, and we are getting you ready for New York Giants training camp. We are taking a look at each individual position unit on the New York Giants ahead of their report date, which is next Tuesday, uh, the 26th. The rookies reporting today on the 19th, and uh Gosh, folks, we made it. Congratulations. You hung in there and we have made it. Football is going to be here very, very soon. And uh, I've been getting more and more excited each day as we get closer. So here we are. The rookies are in. Now, there won't be a whole lot to talk about, I don't think, for the for the coming week because we don't have access. But sure enough, there will be football to talk about. So Meanwhile, we'll get you ready for training camp. Today, we're going to talk about the Giants inside linebacker group. And uh, this is a very interesting group um, in that it's it actually underwent a bit of a change in the offseason. Um, and it was a long overdue change, in my opinion. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk a little bit about, actually, first, what we'll do is we'll, we'll kind of give you a little rewind. Then we'll talk about the change. And then we'll wrap up with a few questions, as always, as we get ready for training camp, what we're going to look for and, you know, the things we need to kind of pay attention to. So that is today's show. Again, thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day or if watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day. Let's get into it. All right. Giants inside linebacker group. Now, um, when I go back and I look at the performance of this unit, there's no question in my mind that losing Blake Martinez to a torn ACL early in the season last year was literally a game changer for the Giants, especially at that position. Because Blake Martinez, you know, you look at tackles and the year before he had led the team in tackles. Now, I say this often and it bears repeating here. Linebacker tackles, not all tackles are created equal. And by that, I mean, some of the tackles are made within the box, close to the line of scrimmage, and then some of the tackles will be made deep down the field. So ideally, you want to see your inside linebacker making the majority of his tackles within about three yards of the line of scrimmage inside that box. And that's where Blake Martinez was so good. He had the sideline to sideline range. He could shoot gaps. I mean, he was really instrumental in keeping the Giants, um, the, the opposing team's uh, rushing yards against the Giants low. When the Giants lost him, they basically lost their only good linebacker, their only physical linebacker, a guy who had the sideline to sideline speed and a guy who could maybe do a little bit of blitzing, just a little bit, not a, a major blitzer. So that was a big thing. Uh, Martinez, a very physical player. Now, what the Giants tried to do when they lost Martinez, and they didn't really succeed in this. Obviously, they promoted uh, Tay Crowder, 
who had been starting alongside of Martinez. They promoted him to the starting role. He wore the helmet, did okay, but, you know, just wasn't as physical as maybe you'd like to see. And um, I'm not so sure if he's going to be able to retain that starting job in the 3-4 base. That's up for grabs right now. So we'll see if he can, but I'm not so sure that that that's going to happen. Um, I mentioned the Giants' run game. Just to give you the numbers, um, last year they finished 25th, allowing 129 yards per game on the ground. The year before, they finished 11th, allowing 111.4 yards per game on the ground. Now, the numbers, the yards per, per game, that's going to obviously vary, but the ranking was a lot better. And that was a result, like I said, of losing Martinez. One of one of the results was uh, losing Martinez. And that contributed to the the drop off in the run game. That, and as I mentioned in the show yesterday, the loss of Dalvin Tomlinson, I think, really hurt them. So those two losses were really big, in my opinion, when it came to the Giants' run defense. So what did the Giants do? Well, after they lost uh, Blake Martinez, they basically tried to trot out some guys who, you know, maybe their better days were behind them, or maybe they just weren't quite fits, but. Um, you had Reggie Raglan, who the Giants had signed in the offseason last year, a guy with Alabama ties, which at the time, you know, head coach Joe Judge, if it was a, if you were a former Alabama player, a former Georgia player, a former Patriot player, chances are you were going to find your way to the Giants. It, sh it just seemed like that was going to be the case all the time. Um, Raglan was more of a downhill player, not not as physical as I thought he would be. Uh, then they brought in uh, Benardrick McKinney, who had been um, successful with, with the Texans. And he kind of, you know, a little bit better, but still not quite what you would hope for. McKinney eventually gave way to Jalen Smith, the former Cowboy, who made a stop at Green Bay before coming to the Giants. Now, interestingly, Jalen Smith, I thought, was the most physical out of that that trio that I just mentioned. Um he just, to me, brought back that level of physicality. Now, did he have the sideline to sideline range and the speed that Martinez had prior to the injury? Maybe not so much so, but I have to be honest with you. I thought in free agency last uh, this past offseason, maybe Jalen Smith would get another look from the Giants, but of course he didn't. The Giants went younger, and we're going to talk about those guys in just a minute. But the bottom line is the Giants inside linebacker unit Last year just kind of wasn't a strength of the team, wasn't even close to being a strength of the team. You could make an argument that when Martinez was in there, that the unit was a lot better. Still not the number one unit. I still wouldn't rank them number one in terms of strength or power rankings on the team, but you know, certainly I wouldn't put them at the bottom. But uh, really the bottom fell out for that unit. So what did the Giants do to fix that unit? And how is this unit going to hopefully be better? I'm going to tell you all about it coming up right after this. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's Locked on Giants podcast. But first, if you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up. Well, now Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. Dave is the banking app that can help get you up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to do whatever you need to get done. 
There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch right now and you need a little extra help, download Dave today from the App Store. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. Future you will thank you. Terms and conditions apply. Instant transfer fees apply. Visit dave.com slash legal for complete information. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. I am Patricia Trena. We are talking Giants inside linebackers. We're previewing all the position groups for the Giants. And I'm going to basically talk about how they changed this unit up, how they made it better with limited resources. So that's coming up in this segment. But first, which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Well, we have kicked off here at the Locked On uh, NFL Network. We have kicked off the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. So the show, which dropped on July 18th yesterday, is available at the Locked On NFL podcast, wherever you find your podcast and on YouTube. There is a giant player on the list. I did uh, do tape a segment about him, so you'll want to check him out. I think you're going to be surprised when you find out who he is and where he ranked on the list. I know I was, and um, you know maybe you'll agree with me, maybe you won't, but make sure you check that out. I know we're we're in, we're dropping uh, the different segments of that show in, in uh, doses, so I'm not sure when the giant segment's going to come up, but the, it's going to be at some point this week. You'll want to check it out. All right, let's get back to the inside linebackers for the New York Giants. Let's talk about what they did to change this unit up. Now, if you were to ask me how I would characterize the inside linebackers of the last two years versus what the team has attempted to do this year, I would say that the inside linebackers, besides the fact that, you know, for the longest time, it just seemed like management you know, kind of totally ignored that unit. Um, I would say that that group the last couple of years or so was more of a physical downhill type of group, or at least that's what they were trying to go for. I'm not, you know, were they always physical? No, but it was more of a, a group that, you know, make the tackle, fill holes, fill gaps, um, and just, you know, kind of defend that back end of the defense. You didn't really see a whole lot in terms of blitzing, um, you didn't really see a whole lot to make you say, wow, in terms of coverage, you know, to find an inside linebacker nowadays that can do coverage and play the run, you know, like a, a Luke Keekley could so rare. It really is. I mean, there are, there are guys that, that are, that could do it, but the giants just haven't had very much success finding those guys. So the whole change of the giants when uh, they brought in the new management team when they brought in uh, Wink Martindale as the defensive coordinator is they wanted to maintain physicality, but they also wanted to have some coverage ability uh, underneath and of course be able to blitz because we know that Wink Martindale, they, he likes to throw the kitchen sink at opposing offenses to get the quarterback off their mark. So as I mentioned, Raglan, McKinney, uh, Jalen Smith, all were not brought back in free agency. These are guys that, again, when they came in, the word on them was they were the physical thumpers. Um, 
we didn't always see it, but that was the word on that. Um, now, as far as, you know, what they tried to do, basically they wanted the Giants inside linebackers to go from being, um, you know, reactory versus aggressive. All right. So last year, I think if you watch the Giants inside linebackers, they were, to me at any rate, it seemed like they were reacting more as opposed to just attacking and being aggressive. They were letting the offense dictate to them. Well, Wink Martindale has already gone on record as saying that ain't happening this year. We're going to dictate. We, the Giants defense, are going to dictate to the opponent what they're going to do. All right. Not the other way around. And it's about time because, look, if you play defense, you don't want to be reacting to what your opponent's doing because now you're giving the opponent the upper hand. So it's about time that there was a a, a change in the philosophy. And, you know, I mentioned this yesterday when I talked about the defensive line, about how there's different form, you know, we use the word aggressive when we talk about defenses. And it's amazing because every defensive coordinator seems to have a different definition, a fine-tuned definition of what aggressive means. And Wink Martindale's um, he's going to get burned a few times. Let's not fa- let's let's not kid ourselves. But his defense, I think, is going to be far more aggressive than what you saw um, of the defense run by Patrick Graham. So let's let's talk a little bit more about what they did. So obviously, a, a major theme throughout the Giants offseason was to bring in versatile players. All right, and they did that. They they brought in versatile players um, across the board, guys who could do multiple things play multiple positions and the inside linebacker group is really no different. You know, they have guys who can cover sideline to sideline. They have guys who can blitz. They can have guys that can drop back in the coverage. The more versatility you have on a unit, obviously the more packages and creativity you as a coordinator can come up with. All right. So let's talk about some of the guys that they added Um, in the draft. They added, uh, Michael McFadden, who, by the way, is one of my favorite players in this draft class. There's something about him um, I really like about this kid and, and his game. So Micah McFadden at uh, Indiana University was known as a blitzer. He had the third highest blitz rate of his draft class. I think he blitzed something like 33%. And he also had the third highest pressure rate in college. All right. So this is a kid who is going to get after the quarterback who has a knack of finding a way of shooting those gaps, penetrating and moving a quarterback off the mark. So that he's going to fit in beautifully with what Wink Martindale wants to do. He has, um, uh, he, he's just, you know, he's a smart guy. Matter of fact, I could see potentially McFadden taking over that Blake Martinez role. Blake Martinez is still the brains of the, of the defense. He's still the quote-unquote quarterback, the guy who's going to have, probably have the helmet, uh, the the radio in his helmet when he's on the field, who's going to call the plays. I could see Michael McFadden eventually taking that role uh, in time. You know, Martinez is signed through this year and then his contract voids. So you could kind of tell that that's the direction they're going in. They're going to move away from the veterans and move more towards the young guys to get things done. All right. Um, Michael McFadden is also, like I said, a... Uh, an inside linebacker who can rush the quarterback. Um, and it's just, you know, I, I can't remember really the Giants having a guy who could do that on a on a consistent basis. And by the way, I, I checked, and unless I'm missing someone, 
I don't think the Giants added an inside linebacker as an undrafted free agent. I think they pretty much rolled with what they had after the draft, which kind of speaks to, I think, you know, hopefully what they believe they have in these inside linebackers. But let's let's continue talking about the talent they added. And uh, we've got to talk about Darian Beavers, who uh, was added on day three. Darian Beavers is um, a former wide receiver and safety, played those those two positions in high school. Um, and you can see a little bit of that safety in his game and that he has instincts, um, that he gets a good jump on the ball. He's a guy that can probably function for you in zone coverage. I would say if you had to, you know, pick a main characteristic of his game, he's a thumper, um, kind of like a, a compliment to Micah McFadden. But, um, you know, he's a guy, he's a big guy, uh, a guy who's going to perform on special teams. And just, you know, I think a guy who can maybe give you some some quality snaps in coverage, especially against those tight ends. We, we all know how tight ends and to an extent running backs running up the middle basically had their way with the Giants defense in the middle of the field for, you know, quite some time now. Very frustrating. So I think in these two young players, you know, based on their college tape now, obviously we have to see what they do in, in preseason and when they get on the field, but these guys could potentially help stop that bleeding. So again, I think it speaks volumes that the Giants didn't add any additional players at inside linebacker. They have a, they have a nice, you know, young core now. Um, and I haven't even mentioned, you know, the returning, the return of, you know, Carter Coughlin. I haven't mentioned the return of Cam Brown. Um, you know, these are guys that are going to compete as well. Now, will they make the roster? You know, obviously we have to see how it goes, but there's some quality competition now in that uh, inside linebacker room. So we'll see how it plays out. But uh, I would say I feel pretty good about the players they brought in. And I can't say that I've said that or felt that way rather um, the last few years outside of maybe Martinez, like I said, and, you know, just the inside linebacker group to me just has been so ignored by previous regimes. And I just don't get why, you know, I mean, who's back, who's protecting the back end of the defense, if not those guys. So anyway, um, good quality, uh, promising quality. We'll see what the coaches can do with these guys, bringing them up to speed and we'll see how they perform in training camp. All right. Coming up, I have some questions about the inside linebacker group. So I'm going to tell you what those are in just a moment. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's Locked on Giants podcast. But first, Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but without the calories and without the sugar. Most Built Bars contain about 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein, and they taste great. And if you haven't heard by now, Built Bar also has delicious Built Puffs, which are a marshmallow type of treat. And they also have granola bars. So they have a wide variety of products you can choose from, all of which are healthy, low carb, low sugar, tastes great. Built Bar offers nine amazing flavors in nut and nut-free variety, plus a rotating limited time offering of different flavors that changes up every so many weeks. So head on over to BuiltBar.com today to see what their current flavor lineup looks like and use our special promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off 
your first order. Again, that code is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at BillBar.com. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. I'm Patricia Trena. We are back five days a week right now, starting this week, going all the way through to, I guess, next June. So next June is when we next go to our summer schedule. Boy, summer went by really quick, but I'm glad because I'm really, really itching to get out there to training camp, to start covering the team. And just there's just such a, a renewed sense of energy, a renewed buzz in the building, something that we haven't really felt. And I, I'm, I was thinking the other day, you know, did we feel it with Joe Judge? Did we feel it, you know, with any of the other new coaching hires post Tom Coughlin? Certainly not like this. Now, maybe it's because, you know, new GM, new uh, head coach combination coming from the outside. Maybe that's what's doing it. But whatever it is, I'm excited. And let's hope, let's hope that this Giants team actually starts to take steps in the right direction because it has been too long since this team has, has been relevant. So, all right, we are talking inside linebackers today. And uh, I have a few questions, things that I'm going to kind of mention out loud regarding this unit. Number one, I think we have to put this at the top of the list. Is Blake Martinez fully healed? Now, he has made good progress from what I understand. Didn't work during the spring, which he doesn't need to, you know, obviously he's a veteran and obviously, you know, why rush him back? I don't think Martinez is going to be one of the guys that starts training camp on pup. I do think he's going to be limited in the beginning. Um, that being said, they do say they being, you know, the general consensus, medical professionals, whatever, that it can take up to two years for somebody to fully recover from a torn ACL. Martinez, when he takes the field for training camp, will be just under a year removed from his surgery. So will he have that sideline to sideline range? Will he have that quick get off to, to shoot gaps the way he did? That's a big question mark. All right. So fingers crossed, because like I said, Blake Martinez is a solid player. He's a smart player. He's very well respected. He was a defensive co-captain. Um, you want him on the field, basically. So we'll see if he is back. Now, speaking of Blake Martinez, Martinez has been a guy in the past for the Giants that has been on the field for just about every snap. Will he have that continued workload in 2022 in this defense? I'm starting to wonder about that. And it's not because he's a bad player. Or, you know, because of the knee, I just wonder about that because, you know, Martinez, you know, he's, he has done blitzing, but he's really not what you would call a blitzer. And I have some stats here for you from pro football focus. Um, in 2020, he played 79 pass rush snaps, blitzed 43 times and was able to generate one quarterback hit and three knockdowns. Not really, you know, eye-popping statistics by any stretch of the imagination. So with that said, you know, again, Wink Martindale has promised an, an aggressive attack-style defense. There will be a role for Blake Martinez in this defense. I, I believe that. But will there be an every-down role for him in the defense? That I'm not so sure on. Now, it, what's interesting is if he doesn't play as many snaps as he has in the past, Who's going to get that helmet? 
Who's going to get the radio and the helmet? All right. Will it be, you know, uh, I don't know. Will it be one of the rookies? Will it be uh, Xavier McKinney? I mean, I don't know who's going to get the helmet, but this is all stuff that they have to work out as they go through uh, training camp. All right. Um, I mentioned the changing complexion of the inside linebackers. And I think the way we could best sum this up is they're going from being reactive, reactive to proactive attack, attack, attack. You'll see looks in which the linebackers, you know, mill around the line of scrimmage, you know, the amoeba look, you will see um, situations where, you know, good luck guessing who's coming, who's dropping into coverage, uh, who's going to stay at home. Just a lot of trickery. You'll even see probably some more blitzes, more stunts, um, just a lot of creative stuff. And, you know, I think those of you who are going to go to training camp to see some of the practices, pay close attention to some of the defensive personnel alignments that the Giants are going to work on. Um, We saw some really, really creative stuff in the springtime. And uh, I don't know how much of that they're going to keep in the playbook moving forward. But all I know is I was like, wow, this is this is really creative. And this is going to fool, you know, I think it it has the potential to fool a lot of people um, with how they are lining guys up and also, more importantly, optimize the talent that they have. So as always, the, the key with these inside linebackers and any position group, really, keep them healthy, keep them on the field and just let them play to their strengths. And I think you know, the, the healthy issue, you know, that remains to be seen. We know the Giants injury history is not very good, but I do think that uh, Martindale and his assistant coaches have figured out how to play these guys to their strengths. And um, I'm just looking for a, a more improved inside linebacker unit from this team, a, a, a unit that eventually can be, you know, if you're ranking the strengths of the unit, I would say you could probably rank in the top half of the uh, of, of the power rankings, if you will, for the Giants position group. So we'll find out soon enough. Again, I can't wait. So that is going to do it for us here on the Lachlan Giants podcast. As always, thank you for making us your first listen of the day or of watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day. We have uh, three more or three or four more position groups we have to do. I think, I think we have outside linebacker, safety, cornerback, Special teams, yeah, it's three. I'm not really going to do special teams because we kind of know what they've got there. So we've got three more. Um, we'll have uh, for you any news that com- comes out of uh, the start of training camp with the rookies having reported. So, so much more coming up on the Lockdown Giants podcast as we dive into the return of football. So until tomorrow, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in and we will catch you again tomorrow.